It is unbelievable to see Cremona. It is very weird to hear only the noises of the ambulance. And every day, every night, it's the only noise you, you hear. This is not life. You start feeling sad when you think that no one can give you a help. You cannot make it by yourself. People like you that left the, the state to be on the side of the population of Cremona is a very big hope for our city. Welcome back to On the Ground of Samaritan's Purse, where we take you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I'm your host, Christy Graham, and the voice you just heard was Laura, a local from Cremona, Italy. She worked side-by-side with our team at the Emergency Field Hospital more than two and a half years ago. COVID-19 was ravaging the city of Cremona, and at that time, very little was known about the virus. Death tolls were climbing, hospitals were out of beds, and people were gripped with fear. Samaritan's Purse set up a 68-bed tent facility, equipped with an intensive care unit, multiple patient wards, and a fully functional pharmacy. And this was all in the parking lot of the town's only hospital. As the Italian healthcare system experienced an overflow of patients and so many deaths, this field hospital was truly a lifeline for the community. The region would ultimately face more than 3 million COVID-19 cases and 42,000 deaths. And throughout the response, nurses and doctors in our disaster assistance response team served 281 patients. And now, years later, several of those same DART members, including our podcast correspondent, Stephen, were able to return to Italy. But this time, they came in celebration. Patients and staff members attended the Noi Festival, hosted by Franklin Graham. Noi in English means we or united. The dark time of fighting COVID-19 on the front lines opened the door for the gospel, and it allowed Franklin and the team to return to Italy to preach the good news. Two years ago, we brought you stories from the front lines as the workers adapted, and now we want to take you back to the scene of COVID-19, but this time with fresh joy. First, we're going to start the episode with Bev Caulfield, who talked with uh, Stephen as they prepared to board the flight for Italy. Bev served as the team lead for the Samaritan's Purse response in Italy in 2020, and she talked about what it's like to return to the response. Tell me a little bit about the last time you were in Italy. It's been two and a half years. Um, what was happening then? Because COVID was rampant through there. At that point, it was the epicenter of, uh, of COVID for a period of time. Mm. Um, you know, Samaritan's Purse, we were one of the first groups to respond to this thing in the world, not just out of the United States. For our listeners who've never seen an emergency field hospital, who aren't familiar with our work in the emergency field hospital, can you explain what those look like? Well, in this case, with the, the COVID response, we had an ICU. We had uh, some ward tents for females and males, and we had our own lab, but the biggest part of that was the ICU, where we had the ventilated patients who were high risk, who had been struggling with COVID, for some of them, up to 30 days when we got there. And it was always, you know, hard to see patients go in there. And so just knowing that and just being together as a team to take time to pray and just support each other and encourage each other, because the fact of the matter is, We can't save everyone, um, but we definitely can try to care and love them as much as we can during that time. Yeah, walk me through how you're feeling. We're about to board our flight for Italy in about maybe an hour. Um, What does that feel like for you? 
I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I think a lot of those emotions of just how hard things were, but also like the celebrations that we had um, and the wins that we had in regards to patients. I think seeing patients in the hospital staff will be uh, very emotional. Uh, the, the whole scale from probably tears of joy and just laughter. Mm. It could be every, and everything in between. So I think it's gonna be really incredible for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and I wanted to ask you, in light of going back to Italy, going back to this place to celebrate God's mercy that you've been talking about um, and victory that he's given us, do you have a scripture or a thought or even just a prayer that comes to your mind as we're about to board this flight and, and head over? I, I do. In Psalm 46, verse 1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Verse 2, therefore... We will not fear, though the earth give away and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Um, and there is, there's a verse, verse 5, it says, God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. And I remember reading that and just being like, okay, I'm going to insert myself in there. God is with me. I will not fall. God will help me at the break of day. So every morning when I get up, uh, in, in Cremona, just remembering that God was there to help me. The whole chapter, Psalm 46, um, just was is always been a very just special passage when I think about Cremona and then personally for me. As Bev and Stephen, along with other members of the DART, began to arrive in Italy, the reunion began instantly in a morning press conference while patients shared their stories from their time at the emergency field hospital. One of the patients who shared was Claudio. Claudio nearly died while battling COVID-19 in 2020. Today, he's alive and well, and he shared about the physical healing of his body. My name is Claudio Ruggeri. What can I say? When we were hit by this tornado, I tried to just uh, care for myself at home, but then I was forced to leave my home. From that moment, I spent the next 24 hours in the hospital, and uh, I came, I showed up in this tent, and honestly, the, the, the severity of my, of my sickness, of my health, what Dr. Julie described, I wasn't aware that I was that sick. Obviously, I was struck uh, when she told me how sick I was afterwards. Uh, I was also struck by hearing about the prayers for me. I mean, just to realize that there are people all over the world praying for you is just uh, awesome. Non mi sono neanche reso conto di aver superato questa collina e di cominciare poi la discesa. I I am not a person that prays by nature, and so I have to say that when I was there, uh, prayer did not come naturally, and then I started praying. I started praying from from what I the love that I saw, um, so. and, and once you start feeling better, I think the atmosphere in the tent hospital was just one where I saw everybody serving one another. Dr. Julie McKay, the physician who oversaw Claudia's recovery while at the emergency field hospital, was one of the DART members who returned to Italy for this event. She stood by Claudio's side, clasping his hands into her own while he shared his story that day to the press. Back in 2020, she shared with our team what it was like to witness Claudio's recovery. 
The memory was still so fresh for Dr. Julie. She, she told this testimony while inside the emergency field hospital. She described Claudio's story as a miracle. He arrived very, very ill. He was on high oxygen flow, and we just could not maintain his oxygen saturations. And as each day went by, he struggled more and more and more. He's only 55 years old and otherwise healthy, but he was really deteriorating. We were maximizing every single option we had for medical care for him. And despite all of that, he continued to deteriorate to the point where his oxygen level was only like 70% and normal's over 90. He was literally gasping for breath and really dying before us. I went to the intensive care unit and we didn't have a ventilator for him and went called the hospital and they didn't have a ventilator for him. So literally, we were watching him die and struggle struggle for every breath. He hadn't slept in 10 days because if he would start to nod off, he would just lower his oxygen levels so much that he would nearly die right then. And we literally maximized every single treatment option available to us. So one day, um, it looked like it was really a desperate situation. When I came home, I immediately sent out a a message to every prayer warrior I know to specifically pray for this man for healing for his lungs by his initials. And all of them sent it to everyone they knew. And within an hour, I was getting messages from all over the globe. We're praying for this patient. We're praying for him. We're praying for him from literally missionaries and ministries and churches all over the world that were all contacts to all the people I knew. And the next morning as I was donning my equipment, I prayed that the Lord would give me compassion and strength to provide for this man when there was nothing I could do but watch him as he gasped and struggled to breathe. And when I went in, I went over to him and he hadn't been communicating with us. He was so sick and so out of breath, but he took my hands and looked up at me and said, I feel better today, I have peace. I was stunned because I know it was nothing medically we did. We had been doing everything we could and had a constant deterioration every day. Despite the maximum therapy, it was nothing we did as doctors or nurses that made the turnaround. It was 100% God. Jehovah Rapha, God the healer, breathed peace and healing into his lungs. And where there was no way, God made a way. When there was no hope, God provided hope. And when there was darkness, God provided light. He is a miracle working God and He gave us a miracle that we all prayed for. People prayed all night and when I walked in, He said, I feel peace. Those were His words to me. And can you imagine the anxiety of nearly suffocating? For 10 days, He nearly suffocated to death. It's an amazing story and I'll yeah. never forget it. Yeah. And if anybody doesn't believe in miracles, they should come and talk to me. As our team continued their time reuniting with staff and patients in Italy, the sights and sounds were completely different from the height of the COVID pandemic in 2020. In 2020, cities resembled ghost towns due to the nationwide lockdown. But this time when they returned, the city was full of life. Sirens were replaced with laughter, and the devastation of the pandemic seemed to finally be over. Ingrid, one of our DART members, described the difference. It is unbelievable to be here today. Um, the last time I've been here was in May 2020, 
and the difference is unbelievable. It It's really beautiful to see life back and I think what I'm feeling today now is I'm just overwhelmed with how um, how dramatic and intense the pandemic was. It, it Back then, I mean, that was what we had gotten used to after two months in Italy of not seeing people. Um, so that, that was normal at the time. But now being here today and remembering this is life, this is normalcy, um, it just makes me um, grieve again um, how, how scary the pandemic was. And tonight, you know, we have the Noi Festival. Franklin is going to be speaking. He's going to be presenting the gospel to roughly 10,000 people. Um, but before that, we have a reception with over 300 people, both former patients of ours at the Emergency Field Hospital, as well as some of those interpreters that you hired and some of the staff that we worked with. Um, are you excited about tonight? What kind of things are you feeling for the reunion to come? I am so excited for the reunion tonight. I think it's going to be incredibly special um, to see the interpreters again, the patients, the, um, you know, all of our Cremona friends again. Um, I can't wait to see them in a setting without a mask and uh, with sleep, um, with energy. Um, it'll just be such a sweet reunion and I'm really looking forward to it. As the night of the Noi Festival finally arrived, members of the 2020 DART piled into taxis, made their way to the venue in Milan, and they would later be packed in with more than 12,000 men and women from Italy, eager to hear the gospel. The team was excited, and they were amazed that the time had finally arrived. Stephen was able to speak with the DART nurse, Savannah Coop, about her excitement. I feel butterflies in my stomach and chest tightness. I'm so excited. Um, this anticipation has been building for so long since the day that we all first started working together in the field hospital. We have been anticipating the day of our reunion and it is finally here and I cannot contain the excitement right now. It really feels like there is a reunion. I feel like I'm going to the wedding of the century um, <laughs> where there will be food and friends gathered from around the world. Uh, to celebrate being together again in Italy and to celebrate God's faithfulness. Arriving at the venue of the festival, the team was able to have a tearful reunion with former patients and Italian staff. They were able to be together without a mask uh, for the first time in two and a half years. Uh, this experience was, was for the team was surreal, and they said it felt like a glimpse of heaven, what it'll be like one day. And I can't help but think of the incredible mercy of God to bring this joyful celebration out of such darkness. Stephen was able to reunite with a Cremona local named Laura. You heard from her in the beginning of the episode. Laura was instrumental during the response to COVID-19 in 2020. And her excitement to see our staff speaks for itself. It's something like I cannot keep tears in, okay? Oh. It's so emotional. Yeah. Two years enough that passed so fast, but it's like we met the last time two weeks ago, and that's because we just had the opportunity to create very deep feelings and um, friendships, okay? And I think that even the time, if it, the time is going to pass, we will stay all together, also in, in, in heart and in mind. Also. The last time I was in Italy, it looked very different than it does today. Yeah. What differences are you seeing today? First of all, first and foremost, we can see and we can meet and stay together without masks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so we can watch all these faces that I love 
a lot, and particularly yours. <laughs> and I'm so happy to be here and to see people that can stay together even in closed spaces and they're not afraid anymore. And so this is what changed. Absolutely. Laura, I, the night before I left the United States, I couldn't go to sleep. I was just tossing and turning because I was too excited. <laughs> Me too. I have been looking forward to this so long. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about this a lot of time, yeah. you remember. So oh, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It feels like a dream. Yeah. Other Italian staff and interpreters made huge efforts to be there. Some had even moved away, and they flew in from other countries to make sure they could be at this reunion and festival. <laughs> I'm really speechless. Yeah. I'm so happy to, hear, to be here with you, with everyone. It feels like we said goodbye yesterday, and yeah. it's almost three years. So three years. Feels, I feel blessed to be, to be here. Yeah. So happy, so excited. Oh, I feel like I'm in heaven. Wow. This is heaven. I'm afraid I'm going to like wake up from a dream. Yeah, it's not real. Yeah, pinch me. Yeah. Pinch you. <laughs> you worked at our emergency field hospital. Yeah. What was your job? I was working there as a translator, interpreter. It's been rewarding in a way that it's hard to describe. Uh, I Really, it's hard to explain uh, with, in words, but it was really incredible. We felt such strong connections. We've been side by side with uh, people in difficult moments. And as an interpreter, we ended up having to talk with you a lot as well. Yeah. And through that, became really good friends. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, you are really one of my top three friends in the world, really. Same. I, I feel we are close every day, despite yeah. the distance, despite the kilometers. I know that if I give you a call, you're going to be there for me. I'm going to be there for you. And to meet here in person is so rewarding, so incredible. I couldn't miss it. Yeah. I wanted to see you guys, to, to hug you, to share with you. It's, it was my top priority. Yes. After the reception and reunion of staff and friends, the festival began and God moved in the hearts and minds of everyone in attendance. The event was a historic gathering with more than 500 churches across Italy working together to promote the festival all in hopes that the good news would be proclaimed to a nation in spiritual need. We saw some great miracles. We did. We did, and even today, I know that you got to speak with Claudio, yes. who came to the festival, and um, God used you to bring healing to his physical body, but last night Jesus healed him spiritually and he, is, he became a believer. Right, and we give God the glory for his physical healing too because that was a miraculous healing. It went beyond anything that a man had available to cure him, but God, but God had other plans and God healed him physically. And That's now right. two years later, he's healed spiritually. Wow. It's just a, such a day of great joy. It's like the... The harvest was ready, and we got to come and see the fruit. See it. Yeah. What a gift. As the festival came to a close, the reunion trip had a final stop on the agenda for our team. The DART staff traveled from Milan to Cremona, Italy, and they visited the parking lot that once held the emergency field hospital. The team called this moment holy, and Stephen was able to capture their reactions. Kelly, where are we right now? We are at the Cremona Hospital. What's it feel like two and a half years later walking back to this parking lot? It feels really weird not to be in scrubs or a mask and to not see a hospital in the parking lot. Yeah, look at all these people. What are they doing here? 
<laughs> so many cars in our parking lot. <laughs> wow, walking through here, this is crazy. Every morning. We every, morning. every morning. Remember we would have the signs right here and we would greet the local hospital staff as they yeah. drove in. Wow, it looks And they good. had, the hospital had a triage a tent right there. Yep. Right to our right. It was amazing to hear their reactions and, and their chatter as they walked through the parking structure where they'd once served. You can hear it in their voices. The memories are coming back. But now they're clinging to hope. They've witnessed miraculous healing and they've been a part of people hearing the gospel. Jason, how do you feel being back? Oh, it's emotional. Yeah. A lot of, lot of uh, prayers around this parking lot, a lot of relationships built, a lot of sadness, but there's super joy now yeah. knowing what happened uh, here in, uh, in Italy and Milan yesterday. That's right. But it's a blessing to be here with, uh, <laughs> with the Samaritan's Purse family and uh, interpreters and everybody who just poured their heart out here, and it's a joy. Yeah. It's so crazy. I never thought I'd see this building again, to be yeah. honest. I didn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Damaris, how does it feel being back? Um, kind of surreal um, to see cars where white tents were. And um, I can't even explain it. And just seeing family members at, at the gate, I can actually picture the family members bringing bags of personal belongings and not knowing if their parents or their grandparents were going to get them before, you know, they passed. And I, I honestly was grateful for the cowbell <laughs> when the bells would ring and there was a life saved. Mm -hmm. I remember the people at the morgue were so grateful that we explained to them what the bell meant and that encouraged them after seeing so many lives lost. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to think of the good things that came out of us being here. Yeah. I was an ICU nurse, okay. which I loved being an ICU nurse for that response. It felt like God utilized my skills and abilities in the most unique way that has ever been used on a dart just to be plugged in exactly where my skill set was. It was really cool. Yeah. So. I mean, you were working with the most severe patients that mm -hmm. we had. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people were on the brink of dying. Yeah. Many did. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we saw a lot of victory in yeah. that ICU tent. Yeah. Shannon, being able to come back to this parking lot today that once had white tents in it, but now is filled with a lot of cars. Um, it seems just lighter, everything mm -hmm. about this place. Yeah. How does it feel for you and what does that mean? Honestly, it kind of brings a lot of closure. I came here at, <clears throat> excuse me, at a very dark time in Cremona. And to see this place alive again, to see it not hurting in the depths that we saw it back then, it's just really beautiful to see people moving on and people living normal lives again. It's really cool to see an empty parking lot that no longer people are, are dying, no longer people are having to fight to struggle to breathe. Um, we saw victories, but there were also sad things that happened, and it's it's just beautiful to see that stop. Yeah, it's beautiful to see that not be here anymore, yeah. and to remember. Honestly, there's part of this just feels heavy on my heart as just a time to remember those that did pass in mm -hmm. this parking lot, and and to celebrate the ones that survived, and to be able to see those patients that you know I saw yesterday or today. It's just such a victory, but it's just a very bittersweet feeling 
to remember the sadness but celebrate the joy and there was a lot of heavy emotions here during my time here and it's just unique to be able to relive it and have closure it's just beautiful before the team concluded their time in italy they gathered to pray over the parking lot one last time Uh, they prayed and thanked god for all that he accomplished since 2020 and they praised him for what he will continue to do in italy I thank you, God, for the way that you opened doors for us uh, to allow Samaritan's Purse to be in Cremona at such a pivotal time in its history. And that is exactly what happened. Hundreds of people experienced the love of Jesus that weekend at the festival. This time was so special uh, because whether in the wake of natural disaster, disease, or war, it's rare that our teams are able to return to the people they've served after a response ends. Uh, The DART members who responded in 2020, they faced so many unknowns, yet they chose to go and they said yes to using their skills to bring healing to other people. As Stephen shared, there was no certainty of health or protection for these teams. The virus was so mysterious to the medical community and it truly devastated Italy. It's estimated that more than 175,000 Italians have died from the coronavirus since the pandemic began. 108 DART members deployed to Cremona, and they served as engineers, doctors, operations specialists, and nurses. But more importantly, their biggest role was sowers of seeds for the gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ has changed every one of our lives, and it's what motivated Samaritan's Purse to come to Cremona when it was the epicenter of the pandemic, and it's what brought us all back this fall. And as they returned to the site of so much trauma, they were able to witness a spiritual harvest greater than they could have ever imagined. Please keep these new believers in your prayers. Pray that they would continue to surrender to God in their lives, even when circumstances are difficult. Uh, If you've been listening with us for a few years, you probably recognized a few voices in today's episode. Um, And maybe if you're like me, um, it took you back to 2020. If you'd like to hear the episode from Italy that we released during the height of the pandemic, we'll put the link in our show notes. Um, And finally, if you were touched by today's episode, um, will you please share it? Uh, You can also go to Instagram at OnTheGround to message us directly. We'd love to hear from you um, and we'd be so encouraged. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week.